Hello, this is Kelly Sterling and welcome to my podcast talking about midlife where we talk about many issues pertaining to the rite of passage of midlife and through menopause. Today I'm talking to the wonderful Diane Shepherd. Diane is a friend and colleague of mine. She is an holistic sexuality coach. She's a jade egg expert and she's also an astrologer and a very good one. There's a lot of wisdom in this podcast as we reflect upon Diane's journey through midlife and what she learned, what she feels is the meaning of this rite of passage, uh, her menopausal experiences, how she coped with them and how she got into the jade egg and using it. Diane has been working uh, with women as a Pilates instructor for 25 years. So she has a lot of experience around the pelvis and pelvic floor and working with it. She has so much rich insight to our bodies, to our psyche in this time. I really hope that you enjoy this podcast. Hello and welcome. Today I'm talking to Diane Shepherd, who's a holistic sexuality coach and an astrologer. Welcome, Diane. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. That's okay. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. Diane and I met through our coaching studies and I'm super excited to talk to Diane today because she's a really interesting journey herself when it comes to menopause. She's also a master at working with jade egg, which many people are interested in. Uh, and she's just got great stories to tell full stop. Oh. Diane, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you become a sexuality coach? Well, how did you get to where you are today is probably the better question. Yeah, that's, that's quite a journey as um, probably for most of us. I, it all started really with menopause, the beginning of menopause. I started going through the process, well, perimenopause in my late thirties actually, and was full blown in menopause at 40. So fairly young mm -hmm. comparatively. Mm -hmm. And at first I was concerned about that. And I was like, is that normal or is that healthy? And the more I investigated, especially in holistic realms, I was getting the feedback that yes, it's healthy and it's, it's wonderful. And you're <laughs> now you're free kind of thing. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, it was a little alarming, but um, so much came with that. I um, I'm a mom. I'm a mom of three sons, and now they're young men. But at the time, this is I'm 57 now, so I was 40 ish mm. at the time. Uh, they were all still young and at home. Uh, my youngest was about I don't know 70 years old, so very much mm. driving what I used to call my mom taxi around to mm -hmm. baseball games and all that. You know, just pedal to That's the metal. That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> busy mom trying to balance it all and uh, my husband had recently just started finishing his residency he went, we went through medical school. I say we went through medical school because we were all with him <laughs> he went through medical school with three kids and anyway I, I feel like I was just you know just surviving through all that and um, then when menopause came on it was like the emotions of that I, I just had a lot of um, resentment, anger, mm. <laughs> just having, a, I, I started calling it my menopause meltdown where I was just 
and I, I had no idea how to reconnect to my husband. It was just our marriage was not doing too well and um yeah. you know still still really super busy with the kids um but that was just like well the emotions are what, what first got my attention um and at the time i worked in fitness too i um i've been a pilates instructor for many years I, i'm not anymore i've transitioned into coaching but um and also yoga teacher so um and the more I dove into those modalities, and they're great. I mean, I still practice Pilates every day. It's fantastic. Um, but I, after three big babies in five years, I had significant issues with my pelvic floor going on that I didn't even yeah. begin to address, um, you know, yeah. when, uh, before I, I had to, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that includes incontinence, um, a, a slight level of pelvic organ prolapse. I had some bulging um, sciatica. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and, and pain. I had some, um, this burning pain in, um, in my pelvic floor, around my vagina, the entrance. So sex was not happening and the dryness was really bad. And oh, anyway, yeah. all those symptoms were just this big snowball of yuck really for me. Um, yeah. You had the, the double whammy of the leftover from the pregnancy plus the menopause symptoms by the sounds of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe a lot of women are kind of facing that more and more today as women are having yes. babies later in life, right? You have your baby yeah. and then all before you know it, you wean them and you're in menopause, right? So um, yeah, yeah, and that, that could definitely feel and, and having aging parents at the same time. I didn't have that, but um, that could be overwhelming. But yes, all of that. And um, uh, the more I went, I, I was always a physical person, athletic kind of person. So I was like, oh, I'll just work harder, you know, with my core. Mm -hmm. But the more I went into just working with my abdominals with, um, I, I think I just didn't have the, the mind body connection, the proprioception, we'd say in the industry, mm -hmm. um, the connections, the pathways were cut off. And, um, so I wasn't activating my core in the way it should be. So it was just, the yeah. more I got Abs, I, I think I was making my problems worse by pushing things out. Um, so I, I imagine I would, that's quite common, right? I think that happens a lot of people with the proprioception issue. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's kind of like that numbness happens, a disconnect, mm -hmm. and because you're not mm -hmm. feeling so good in that department, we disconnect even more, mm -hmm. and the mapping of our brain, and uh, yeah, it just takes up less real estate as far as you know being a part of the body that's operative and. Yeah. So um, anyway, yeah, that got me interested in, I, I was at the time, I'll nutshell it here. I, uh, I was following a doctor that many, many of your listeners may have heard of Dr. Christiane Northrup, yes. who's um, a US um, MD. She travels a lot, but um, I, I, this is way back in the, uh, the uh, newsletter in the, in the mailbox days back in the oh, um, wow. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was following her. So I was following her and always interested in her, um, you know, she's such a pioneer. She always had great ideas and very much about mind-body connection. And she started talking about pleasure. And um, this woman in New York, who now many people know of, Mama Gina, <laughs> who runs a school, <laughs> school for women. Love her. She teaches yeah. ple pleasure arts and all of that. So yeah. um, anyway, when I was like, Christiane's on it. Okay, I'll, I'll enroll. So anyway, I found myself... Um, entering the doors of Mama Gina's mastery program and changed, changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Life. How lucky are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's amazing, actually, Mama Gina. Like, yeah. I only found out about her a couple of years ago. 
I guess with internet, things travel faster, don't they? But, Mm. yeah, her message is such a good one. And I love her book. I'm always recommending people read that pussy book. Oh, pussy. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, I think it hit the New York the the bestseller New York Times bestseller in a matter of days, right? Or maybe a day. I just zoomed yeah, and it just but it, I think it gives a lot of people context. And in my mm. experience with people I've worked with, the women they read it and they they then contextually understand what is actually going on in our world and that it's become so masculine dominant in terms of how we are every day and just in how we work and it's how it's become ubiquitous and it's permeated our lifestyle and even I guess we all have a masculine and a feminine and and just that the feminine has become so denigrated and it's it's regardless of gender Mm -hmm. and what does it actually mean and what does it look like and so I so there's that, but I think also the thing I love about her is that she says to women, you know, like you have permission to do this. Like it's okay, yeah. it's safe yeah. for you to connect to your sexuality. Absolutely. Because we've become so dis- disconnected from that. That's just my perception of it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's brilliant, yes. Um, such, um, such a fire starter, you know? <laughs> She's wonderful at just like, just um, helping. She really helped me just see um, what a pleasure deficit I had gotten into. And maybe I yeah. have been since, even as a teenager, honestly, is the training we get, right? Work harder, um, you know, work on fixing your problems and focus on your problems. Don't focus on what gives you joy or pleasure. Yeah, well, it's a deficit yeah. mindset, isn't it? Yeah. And sure. so... Um, I mean, I remember years ago, uh, do you recall Martin Seligman, who's the positive psychology guy? Yeah. So when he came out, I don't know, like maybe 15, maybe it's longer, years ago, um, and talking about how, um, and this was in an organisational context because I was working in the corporate world for a long time um, Mm -hmm. doing leadership development, but even just from a positive psychology perspective that, I guess, post the Second World War, because so many people were traumatised, a lot of the psychological practices were focused on fixing what was wrong with people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that just became quite ingrained in our cultural narrative. And then that kind of moved into organisational psychology. And so then development was very focused on fixing what's wrong with people, not about growing or coming from a base of of your strengths or what was right Right. and to a certain degree I think you know Mama Gina's message is kind of similar in that sense it's like well hang on you've already got it all there going on you're just not using it right right yeah the whole idea of like um you know really tuning into what would you know give me pleasure was really a foreign thing you know yeah and so (laughs) is that where you discovered the jade egg Yeah, well, that was part of it. Yeah, it opened up so many different portals. Um, Yes, that, yes, Saida Desley was one of the earliest jade eggs that that I found. um, That Mm -hmm. I know it's been a long time. So I explored her work. I I never got to work with her live, but did a lot of um, stuff online and things like that. But yes, Mm -hmm. I found out about it through the community there. Like there was always a lot of talk about pleasure and, 
you know, orgasm <laughs> and sexuality and things like that. So um, in that, um, in that community, you know, there was a lot of networking going on of like, oh, have you tried this practice or this and this? And so I got into the jade egg and, and that was really pivotal for me as far as, well, on the physical plane, which is what I was most interested in initially because I was, I needed, you know, it was the urgency of the pain and the discomfort of the dryness and all of that. And also your Pilates background, I imagine, you know, you're looking yeah, at through yeah, yeah. that lens. Totally. Yeah. I'm such an anatomy geek in that way. I was like, I gotta, in a way, yes, I gotta fix this, but I want to feel good in my core. Um, yeah. And so I was very interested in that. And as a Pilates instructor, um, one of the principles of Pilates, as I'm sure you know, is like precision. So mm -hmm. I was really interested in the whole precision part of that as well. And um, mm. unbelievable. Yeah, it really helped get that mind-body connection and the mus muscles going and firing up the way they should. And basically, I like to say it harmonized my deep core again, where I was able to initiate from mm -hmm. the proper place. Yeah. And and really healed pretty much everything I'd talked about. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So then, so before I move on to the pleasure part, but just from, a, I guess, precision, balance, control, all those elements, mm -hmm. do you think that the jade egg offers, is, it's, it feels like it's a bit more pointy than what Pilates can do, so it can sort of extend it even further from that precision perspective? Was that your experience? Definitely. That's a great question. Yeah, I like to call the, the vagina the deeper powerhouse. You know, we call it the powerhouse in Pilates, which yeah. incorporates a lot of wonderful muscles. But um, for me, it was like missing that key piece. And once my vagina started getting um, alive and dexterous and strong in a supple way, like the yeah. with the Kegel, quite often we just do con contraction, like concentric movement or squeezing, yeah. you know, but the yeah. eccentric is just as important to get that flow. And yeah. so the jade egg can really provide that if you do it with that um, sense of flow and breath. And, uh, you know, yeah. So it felt very fluid and, um, yeah, it, there's definitely a, the flow is another keyword for Pilates too. It felt yes. really good. Yeah, it felt good. Yeah. But of course you discovered that the jade egg had more benefits. So do you want to tell us about what else you <laughs> discovered that the jade egg can do? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess what I want to address too is I guess is kind of on the physical plane, but the, um, the, the succulents piece was huge for me because, okay, yeah. on the physical plane, yes, but it can restore tissue, you know, with dedicated practice to a point where you just feel really juicy, which is a bridge to pleasure. Right. <laughs> so yes. you just, you know, that coming alive from the inside out. It's that um, lusciousness, I think. The lush, yep. Yeah, that's beautifully said. Yeah, that lusciousness where you actually can feel a desire to maybe have sex again, or, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of, you know, that combined with other practices and awareness. But that for me was key, the um, getting back that succulence. And, um, and then just waking up the different, you know, multi-orgasmic zones, we call them in, in the Taoist practice of, mm -hmm. you, know, you have the, um, you know, the, the clitoral orgasm, which everyone's familiar with, but then we have the G-spot area and then we have the cervical. Mm -hmm. I think there's so many more areas really, but those yeah. are like the three ones. And you could, when um, I could start to really, I start to wake that up with the jade egg and then it just um, opened doors to my sexuality that didn't even know were there, you know? Yeah. Like a much deeper spiritual experience but um just a more of um 
uh, what's the word, rejuvenating experience. When I was hitting 40 and menopause, you know, the regular way of doing so, the old way of doing sex felt very exhausting to me too. Yes. And it felt like, I was like, why would I, why would I even take the time? That's just another thing that I just, is just making me tired, you know? Yeah. It, it's yeah. almost like the body, um, the same old stuff doesn't work anymore. Like the old things that you've done and it wants you to build, you know, if I use just a neuroplasticity lens, it's just, it wants new neural pathways really, doesn't it? Like, well it said, yes. to, yeah, <laughs> it, it just wants new ways of doing things. That's been my experience and I'm perimenopausal, so I'm not even through the other end yet, but it's uh-huh. like, yes, it's not working anymore. Try some different ways of doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, if you think about just development, you know, child development, adult development, whatever, mm-hmm. because I studied developmental psychology for years and it's, it's all about that too. It's all about, you know, building many new neural pathways. So you've got more resilience, more breath, different strategies to navigate the world, but it's right. you looking at it from more a cognitive lens, but you know, now you yeah. and I, because we work in a body mind way, it goes sure. for your body as well. Right. Yeah. And, and, oh my and I feel like what, one of the, the things about the rite of passage of menopause that I've just kind of woken up to is your body saying, just, I want some new ways of doing things, please. Totally. Yeah. And that could, for me anyway, that it really presents it as kind of a crisis opportunity at the time. Yeah. And, you know, being, um, I guess, a busy mom with a lot of my agenda, you know, a lot of my plate. And I was like, oh, you know, I just want things to work. <laughs> yeah yeah and so first it was kind of a crisis like oh man I have to find new ways of doing things but once I took that on and again Mama Gina was great at helping me understand the responsibility and the power of that for me like really taking on um exploring new ways to feel good in your body explore you know to take that on was, but does she, was and how does she explain the responsibility side of that how does she phrase that just so people oh, understand so- what you're talking about Sure. Um, I guess kind of a, one of us say, I think this comes from her original book, maybe um, the Mama Gina School of Womanly Arts, I think it was called, where she said, yeah. the party starts with you. <laughs> <laughs> true though. It's so true. And at first I was like, what? And, but it's, you know, that really helped shift things. The simplest things could be the most profound for me. And when, um, you know, she would say, and the way she would work with women one-on-one right? Because we all go in with resistance, we all go in with whatever's happening. And, and she's a, she's a genius at um, really working with women where they're at in that way of feeling the resistance, and gently, and maybe not so gently, sometimes (laughs) calling us out to um, a more powerful place to be. So, yeah. And so with the jade egg, what um, with that lusciousness that you were talking about, does that is that what moves through the vaginal dryness into succulents? Like, does that create um, greater fluidity within the vagina? Is that that what yes, you were talking about before? Because I think a lot of people are interested from that perspective. Because obviously, vaginal dryness is a big issue, and it causes yeah. a lot of heartache. Yeah. 
yeah 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 it's not a happy place exactly and yes that's definitely been my experience and it really is about um from an exercise perspective blood flow right oh, okay you know you're getting oxygenated blood in that area the tissue yeah. becomes more more supple and yeah. more um toned and the, the i think a big mistake that um some people can jump to conclusions with the jade egg. They think it creates tightness. I've even heard people that I, teach I've heard that. Say, and it's really, really not the way to go about it because you don't want a tight vagina. You want a vagina that's healthy and supple and yeah, um, and toned. Tone is great. Dexterity is great. Tightness, a tight muscle is a weak muscle, really. You know, yeah, it creates tension. It could also cause pain. Yeah. Yeah. And tension usually also manifests in some other part of your body as well. So totally because of yeah. that in interconnected aspect of the body. So it'll right. probably show up somewhere else, won't it? Right. Yeah. It can show up in the jaw. Yeah. With that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And so then, so you went through this. So how did you get to become a coach? What was the pathway from there? Oh yeah. I, um, you know, since I went through that journey initially with, with, uh, Regina, Mama Gina, I, it was basically the, the quest was on. I was always looking for new teachers, new ways to explore in this realm. And I studied with, um, Nicole Dijon for a little while, the orgasmic meditation teacher mm -hmm. and just, you know, all different things. I was getting my hands in a lot of different pies and including astrology too. Um, but yeah, I, um, it just, when I, um, I, I just, Layla just came into my life at the perfect time, I think. I had all this information after all these journeys and all these teachers, but I didn't know how to put it together where I could actually be of service to a woman going through something similar. Because I just felt like I yeah. had all this great information. I knew about my journey. I was like, okay, how do I put this in a structure? And I think that's part of Layla's genius. Yes. Is, I putting agree. things in structure and I was like whoa okay and as soon as I saw the um, enrollment open I was like I'm so in <laughs> this yeah. Is great. yeah yeah understand and so now your focus is on working with people is it through the midlife area and then particularly around holistic sexuality so basically almost what you've gone through yeah is that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of, I'm very interested in working with women um, heading into the third chapter. I think it's yeah. a really exciting time of life, and I think we really need a reframe on it. <laughs> you know, as you know, uh, maybe some of your listeners know too, that in the Taoist tradition where the jade egg stems from, they call menopause uh, second spring. Yes. So, you know, it's considered a, a rebirth, and that, that's been totally my experience, like a, a sexual and spiritual rebirth. And, yeah. There's so much fear and there's definitely work to do. Absolutely. You know, um, but the rewards are so worth it. And yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Um, I bought a book over Christmas that I must talk to you about when we finish recording, but um, it's called about bloody time. It's about the, it's the menstrual mm. revolution that we have to have. And I was reading a bit of it to um, my friend Alex yesterday because we're writing this book together and basically they were framing it up to say, 
you know, menopause is just the end of your fertility. It's not the death of you, you know, like, and that we have this cultural narrative that it is like death and all of a sudden yeah. women become like uh, the faceless people in society, yeah. you know, post-menopause, like they kind of don't exist. Yeah. And there seems to be a lot of energy. I mean, I know this is a big focus of my work as well is around helping reframe that cultural narrative mm-hmm. that um, women have a lot to offer society at this time of their life. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot that they can give back to society, to their broader community about those bigger purpose driven issues now that mm-hmm. their energy is not really focused on having babies anymore, because all of a sudden you've got all this energy and where you've got to yeah. utilize it somehow. Um, and I really love that story. And I think, you know, all of us have got a little role to play in how do we communicate that and help people understand because I believe, I'd be interested in your thoughts, that the cultural context that we're brought up in so influences how all of this shows up in our bodies. Mm, Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And also a, a woman who's like, it's not her first rodeo when she comes into her full power and her sexuality. She's a force to be reckoned with. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's a lot there. There is a lot there. Yeah, and so there. in terms of menopause, how do you think about it in terms of what you learned about the right of menopause? What do you think it's all about now that you've kind of re- had a lot of time to reflect and if you think about what you mm, learned. I love it. I love it so much. Um, yeah, I I call menopause now the passion portal. Oh, I love <laughs> it, that. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely a portal that, um, and this might sound extreme, but I, I just felt like anything that wasn't really working for me had to go pretty much. You know, it had to be yeah. either rebirthed or let go of, moved on from, etc. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, those are some tough emotional decisions sometimes. And um, yeah. my marriage ended up turning around, but it could have easily gone the other way too, you know, and I was, yeah. I had to be really raw and ready for that, you know, to, to not work out too, because it was like, I had to put me first in order mm-hmm. to move through that portal. And, mm-hmm. and um, the passions too, of just being, and maybe a lot of women, heading into this stage of life are feeling that there, there was so much I was interested in learning and studying and doing almost to the point where I had to pare it down because there's you know, there just yeah. so many, I, I feel like, and I hear this from clients a lot. Like, I feel like I'm just getting started and the yeah. cultural narrative, the cultural narrative is like, Oh, uh, we're putting you out to pasture by the way. Yeah. You know? It's like, are you kidding me? Like I'm just getting started. Now I've got the bandwidth. Now I've got the pat, you know, I've got everything's lined Absolutely. up. Absolutely gonna go for it yeah yeah i think think yeah it causes a lot of a lot of dissonance for a lot of people absolutely Um, yeah yeah i was i was um that's i love that the passion portal (laughs) because it's it's almost like the passion well it's what you were gaining this passion for yourself and for your interests Mm -hmm. but it's also about things that are bigger than you yeah. So it's that connection to sort of the bigger important things in life, I think, isn't it? Yes, 
Totally. It felt like, okay, I want to use this creative energy to be of service in the world somehow, some way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's also, you know, I guess for a lot of people's relationships, it's really challenging because the husbands are like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand because their framing around it is not great as well. Totally. And so part of mm-hmm. this journey is learning how to communicate what we need from them, but also just being able to talk about what's on our mind and mm-hmm. and then being able to do that as well. And that takes a lot of skill because we're not really taught how to hold space for each other, are we? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast episode, right? It, <laughs> yes. it really is. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I feel like I have to do one on that. Yeah. Yeah, I found too, and this was definitely a menopausal wisdom that came through and in downloads, I guess, of, um, yeah, I had to really get space was probably the most important thing. And I ended up building a yurt. So that's like a big tent kind of thing in my backyard. Because yes. <laughs> I had to. I, I love your yurt. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a maroon color. My friends called it the red tent. So they were <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's so fabulous. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sometimes they, they used to come over and like just eat chocolate with me. But it's it's so interesting too, Kelly, because like women, you know, heading through menopause for sure, were like, oh my god, I want one. But even like you know, I have three sons, and yes. uh, growing up, and they I have two. two. Yeah, over, right. So the the young you're in women, a male household. It's really yeah. challenging. <laughs> Testosterone craziness. Yeah, balls flying everywhere. Do- I mean, my dogs were male, but anyway, um, I yeah. have to get a tent, but. I just wanted to add to that even um, young girls, like teenage, when they get, go into that yurt, they're like, I want one. So there's something ancient, I think, about you know, sure. that wisdom of getting some space. And you, know, you don't have to build a tent or a yurt, but like just carving that out somehow in life for women from day one um, could be so healing and powerful. Yeah, I mean, I think we all need the space thing. I remember, you'll probably laugh at this, but um, my father probably won't listen to this, but we were a girl family, so he was the only guy. And he had his shed, and he made this shed. And it was like a bedroom almost. Like there was all tools because he's um, an engineer. But he used to watch television out there. There was a heater out there. Like it was, people would come <laughs> yeah. to the shed. But I mean, I think that's, we all need our space. But the, the thing yeah, that, yeah. Um, the thing that I've found myself and I suspect you're the same is the thing about menopausal journey is it's a time to lean into yourself and listen. And you can only do that in your space, can't you? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And you, and you need the, this. You need the energy of other women around you. It's hard for me to describe it, but is that what yeah. you experienced as well? Absolutely, yes. If I wasn't alone yeah. in my yurt, my friends came over and ate chocolate with me. <laughs> 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 yeah, the sisterhood piece. And, um, it's so important. If someone can feel and get you and you don't really have to explain yourself, that, that everything felt kind of exhausting for a while for me. So I was like, oh, I just want to yeah. lay here. And they're like, yeah, we get it, you know. Yeah. And yeah, you don't have to explain to them. You can just kind of right. be however yeah. you want to be. Or to, I was talking to a friend yesterday, we were telling, talking about, you know, the emotions, the strong emotions that come up mm-hmm. during oh, this yeah. time mm-hmm. and that she was really angry. And she's like, what do you do? Like, how do you get it out? And I said, oh, like I box sometimes. 
But I said, you know, last week I got irrationally angry for no reason. I think um, it was over something to do with washing clothes or something ridiculous like that. And I went swimming. I just went down to the pool and swam laps for 45 minutes. And I just said to her, you have to move the energy. But how did you cope with those emotions, Diane? I've noticed for me, not really anger so much. It's more grief. Like I have these moments where I'm just really sad and it comes out Mm. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. What was your experience of that? Absolutely. Yeah, it was, um, it could be, for me, it was a very wild ride emotionally sometimes. And this might sound really counterintuitive, but I I started doing a lot of the hot yoga. (laughs) And I was like fire with fire was my approach. And I know that wouldn't appeal to a lot of women, but I was hot flashing or whatever. And it seemed to somehow detox me in a way where I could find my calm Mm -hmm. self, calmer self, I should say, to the point where my boys would even say, um, Hey mom, go to yoga. <laughs> you need to go to yoga right now. <laughs> you know, not that, that I was losing it all the time, but they could tell there was a little tension. Like, did you go to yoga today? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so that that helped me. Being again, the physicality of it really helped. Um, just uh, move the energy, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So. One of the things that you discovered on your journey was astrology. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was part of, as you were going through menopause, you got into astrology because you found it to be super helpful to you. Yep. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I sure would. That's great. Um, that also, I have to credit Dr. Christiane Northrup. She's a big fan of astrology or she um, is. Just, she's very into it and, she opened the door on that for me as well. And I just, um, I found it so helpful, Kelly, in that I was really hungry for self-knowledge. I felt like I mm-hmm. lost myself on so many levels. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there were parts of me kind of screaming for attention, but I didn't really know where they were coming from, kind of. <laughs> but when I, um, yeah, and I started diving into astrology and found some teachers to work with where they had a really pragmatic, and soulful approach and a very dynamic approach and a very positive approach. I think that that's important to say because yeah. sometimes it's kind of doomsday. And um, I think that's shifting big time, but yes, yeah. kind of more deterministic or tells you who you are, what you are, but this was just really more of an unfolding of the life as a journey. Yes. And that's exactly what I was starving for. Like what's my purpose purpose? Yeah. Passion and purpose. Yeah. <laughs> the P words. And the both. two words, words they pleasure. keep coming up. Yeah. Passion, passion purpose, purpose, and pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> the P, the passion. Well, I think, but I think, yeah, it is. I think yeah. those three words epitomize the journey, this rite of passage, yeah. don't they? Right. And as, a, you know, my kids were still pretty young, but still there is that stirring of like, okay, what do I want to do besides this work of raising my sons, which is really consuming work and I love it. I've, you know, no regrets, really committed to that. And yet there was that other part that like, what is that other part? And astrology really helped me unpack that a bit of, you know, um, my essence and bringing in a lot more of the sacred feminine, divine feminine, um, which I had neglected and didn't understand. Or um, it also gave me a language to communicate with my partner, which was really helpful. And, you know, where I'm coming from, where he's coming from, it gave us a language, as I consider astrology like a language and a healing art as well. Um, So that really helps uh, with other practices too, but that really helped us actually have conversations we needed to have 
of mm-hmm. finding, you know, who we are at this point in life. Cause we met in college, yeah, you know, <laughs> anyway, but I also think men, you know, their journey in midlife, they go through something similar. They just don't have menopause over the top of it. So Absolutely. they're in a, they're asking lots of questions. I mean, I've coached lots of men for years. Um, yeah. They, they do. They, they're wondering what's this all about and why am oh, I working yeah. like this? And, you know, like this doesn't make sense. And, Right. I feel like a lot of them start to see through the bullshit in their mm-hmm. organisational life, okay? So they Absolutely. kind of have been slaves to the, the broader story and all of a sudden they sort of wake up and say, well, hang on. Yeah. What's, this yeah, doesn't, what's the yeah. point? So they're yeah. going through the questioning yeah. as much as we are, but we just have a few extra things to cope with. No, I have, no that's a really good, good point. Um, yeah, it's so funny because my husband has always been, you know, Mr. You know, science guy and facts and everything. But he dove into astrology like, you know, right away. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it really, it really was powerful for him, too, to get deeper in touch with, um, you know, his core, really. It's like another way of looking at the core, looking yeah. at the core of who you are and your desires, you know. And you, um, I don't know if practice is the right word or a focus on a more shamanic approach to astrology. Is that right? Yeah, that's one of the places I studied. It's called, it was called, um, it is called shamanic astrology. Um, and I, yeah, I kind of adopt, I've had a bunch of different teachers. So I have my own approach now that's kind of gelling together, yeah. um, you know, from a lot of amazing teachers, but basically, yeah, seeing the life as a journey of, mm-hmm. and, and, um, it's yeah the alchemy the integration the transformation that comes along with all of that astrology is a wonderful map to help us see the challenges sometimes and to Mm -hmm. embrace them perhaps in a more um proactive and positive way at times too yeah Um, you know and to own our strengths it's a great way to really amplify that as well of you know tuning into what you know what natural talents you come in with, for example. Yeah. You think of we're not a blank slate. We come in with, with talent. We come in with essence. We come in with, you know, past life experiences and things like that. So that's and how can you harness those? Also, I think um, the thing that I've learned from you is just, you know, in the face of adversity, whatever challenges are going on in your life contextually, like how can you use your strengths to sort of work with that? So I guess in that way that you were talking about, sometimes we read astrology and it, it can seem a bit um, doom and gloom. But if you can reframe it to, well, it's just a challenge, okay, that's going on in life at the moment. Right. And then how can you rise up in the face of that adversity, that challenge, using your yeah. strengths? Yeah. Totally. It's a much more positive way yeah. of dealing with it. Yeah. So when we feel in a lot of times, um, you know, there, you know, there's stereotypes of, of everything, but the feminine is seen as like soft and flowing and yielding all the time. And of course not, you know, there's like yeah. a cre- really fierce aspect. There's a very primal aspect. There's, I mean, if you look at the zodiacal archetypes, there's so many ways to express sacred feminine energy, you know, some are yeah. more warrior, warrior like, and others are more maybe mystical, and so astrology can really help you feel into that. I see it as more of an inquiry. Is this true for you kind of thing? And yeah. And, tune into that. and the creativity too of, yeah, of all of that. 
Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you're right. I think a lot of people don't quite understand the feminine. Well, it's just generally very misunderstood, isn't it? It hasn't been for a long time, but there's so many different um, facets of it from an archetypal perspective. And, yeah, that fierce Kali-type energy and sort of more Amazonian energy and then the wisdom and then the softness. It's very multidimensional. As we all are. We so are. So prismatic. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. What do you, if you were going to impart some advice to people around their journey through the rite of passage through perimenopause, what would be the advice that you would like to give people? Um, Mm. Just from your learnings. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, number one, from, from my, my experience, get some space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, life, especially now with the way technology is in our lives pretty fiercely, it's, um, I think that's really imper- imperative for women and men to just get a little space for yourself, even if you are busy raising children. Yeah. It, it's actually the best investment, I think, you can make for your family in your family as well. It really was for me. Yeah. And the more, the more I took that time and space for self care to put myself first, that was huge. And um, so that would, yeah. Even if it's just a walk in, in the park, you know, 15 minutes a day or something. Getting yeah. Out nature, nature too. Yeah. Getting outside is great. Um, yeah, and I guess another piece I'd like to add, and this might sound a little bit more raw in a way, but really don't be afraid of the shadow piece. I like to call this my inner bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this yeah. is say that. Okay, yeah, um, that was really huge for me. And that, that was another Mama Gina teaching was, you know, partying with your inner bitch is one of her tools. <laughs> so like getting to know that part of us that actually is our inner Kali energy that actually is kind of our best friend that sticks up for us. Like, Hey, you know what? I'm not okay with that. <laughs> you know, and to befriend that piece and not, not try to stuff it or hide it. Cause I know I had a lot of training on that, of you know, you know, being nice and being good and not, you know, all of yeah. that. As a young girl, you're not, you know, <laughs> we're conditioned. <laughs> we're so conditioned. So it's like, let that raw part of you, connect with you and there's so much wisdom there oh my gosh it's like the, i think she's like the keeper of some major major league desires really um, yeah for transforming your life and it's, yeah uh, one of my, one of my teachers nicole didon would say like underneath every complaint is a desire you know and then the yes. bigger the complaint is the bigger the desire so that really helped me unpack that a bit too like what am i chiefly what complaining want? about yeah exactly yeah. what do i really want like let's yeah, yeah get, Desire clarity, I guess. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I think that's all I wanted to ask you today. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, it's been such a pleasure, Kelly. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Okay. If you would like to get in contact with Diane, you can find her on her website, which is venusrebirth.com you can also find her on instagram and her instagram handle is at venusrebirth 
uh, or you can message me and I can put you in contact with her.